Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today is the actor Kevin Guthrie. He's the star of the new Netflix series, The English Game. This episode is... uh, Now, as you'll know, I am not Scottish. But this episode is so wonderfully Scottish. Kevin, who is very Scottish... Um, it's like the two of us were working for the Scottish Tourist Board. If you're Scottish, this episode should be 18 certificate because it's teetering on the pornographic. <laughs> um, so that this, this is an absolute unashamed love letter uh, to, the, uh, to the Scots and to Scotland. I, I hope you enjoy it. Half as much as we enjoyed recording it, because we we did. We, I think we enjoyed this way too much. So the the new Netflix series is the closest we will get to watching live football <laughs> for some time. Um, it is about the birth of football. Now, if you're not a football fan, wait, come back. It's written by uh, Julian Fellows, who won the Oscar for. Um, oh, I want to say best original screenplay. I'm not. Even, I'm not going to Google. I mean, thinking about it, that sounds unprofessional. Uh, for uh, Gosford Park, which is a, a heck of a movie. And then also created and wrote a show called Downton Abbey. So he's got form. Uh, it is it is a terrific... Now, I do say this to Kevin in the chat. As someone who really does need to get over this northern working class chip he's got on his shoulder I don't, I, I've barely got a Leeds accent anymore I've lived in London uh, for nearly 20 years I love London but the reason why I tell you this is because the premise of the show is very much the haves versus the have-nots that is how it's teed up at the start but what happened with the birth of football and the, and the guy that Kevin plays is such a a huge figure in the birth of football. And as Kevin explains, Sir Alex Ferguson looks up to this guy enormously and, and would historically tell this guy's story as a way to inspire his players. And so what you've got in the first episode, you've got essentially the posh boys. <laughs> you've got, you have, they are the posh boys. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Versus, the working class team. And then 
we'll leave it there. It's wonderful. So it's if you're a football fan, you'll be very interested in the historic side. If you're not a football fan, it's still a rollicking drama because it's from Julian Fellows. Um, and also, it's that rare thing. It's a, a football drama where the football set pieces are good. Because <laughs> if you're like me, you're a lifelong football fan. A lot of the, I think I can say this diplomatically, a lot of the time, football, for whatever reason, in movies, in TV shows, oh my gosh, it's it's incredible that thus far, no one has managed to successfully capture uh, that, that, that visceral experience of a live football match. And there is a, there's a couple of games in the first episode that will have you screaming at the telly. And maybe that's cause, just because I miss football, because we're not getting any of it at the moment. And I, and I get to say to Kevin at the start of the episode, because th- we, we did this chat the first weekend of no football, and I could look Kevin square in the eyes and say, you were the best player that I saw that weekend, which is true. And I say that as a man who's dearly missing Crystal Palace. And I, and I know a lot of you guys who are sports fans will, will be missing sport a great deal. Um, anyway... Kevin Guthrie, what a lovely guy. Um, You can see why there are comparisons to the likes of James McAvoy. He's incredibly talented. He's one of those guys, again, you've probably seen him in stuff. And oh boy, is he breaking big now. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than than being the lead star in a, a big new Netflix series. And obviously the way things are, we're all watching a lot of... Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon Video and and so on and so forth. Um, as ever, I hope you guys are okay. You know, please do reach out to us. Podcast at balance.media. We're across the socials uh, at balance LD and I'm at James Gill Comedy. Um, it's always lovely to hear from you. I'm thinking of you all and uh, and I hope lovely Mr. Kevin Guthrie uh, makes you smile. He certainly made me smile. God, I loved him. <laughs> uh, big thanks, Kevin. Kevin, I say this with uh, with with love in my heart. I, I didn't expect to be sat here with you on a Monday morning <laughs> and I, able to look at you in the whites of the eyes and with, with absolute honesty say that you're, you're the best footballer I saw this weekend. Result. Yeah. Result. I nearly got on match of the day, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? That would have been amazing. Um, But you can play. I I can a little bit, yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, Football's kind of... It's always been in my life. I had affiliations uh, with with Celtic when I was younger and have done to this day. I I work for the foundation, Glasgow Celtic. So um, it kind of went full circle in that when I was younger... I I played schoolboy football and there was a sort of there was a tier system in Scotland. I think it's still in place, but there was a tier system in Scotland called the schoolboy form. Yeah. It, was, it was an S form. I think it much it might be uh, much the same down here. But um, yeah, there was there was like a junior cup final for my local boys uh, club. Sorry, the oh my so god! <laughs> that's that's me trying to double up. Here we go. Kevin, I'm so sorry. Not at all, man. When so did uh, when did Kevin punch you in the face? Well, what happened? What? <laughs> yeah. He lobbed the microphone out the window and then... <laughs> Fucking hell. There we go. Sorry. Not yes, Celtic Foundation. Celtic Foundation, yes. So um, so there was, there, was a, there was the option of a, of a schoolboy form, I believe. It was, it was kind of through my manager at the time and I think everybody got rather excited about it and um, my dad sort of kind of just was like, let's just all 
keep calm, carry on, as it were. And uh, at the same time, I, I went to a youth theatre in Scotland called Pace Youth Theatre. And just right about that time, I got offered a part in a film. And uh, I sort of opted to take the film. And I think sort of uh, the rest is history, as it were. Um, and, and yeah, so... So full circle, I've supported Celtic in Scotland all my life. I then did a film in Scotland where one of the producers works closely with the foundation and he asked me to sort of get involved. And before I knew it, I was playing at Parkhead, charity matches and, and doing all sorts of lovely things with the club. So, um, yeah, they've been, they've been really amazing with me and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully the show and hopefully any kind of press that comes off the back of it, it sort of repays them in some way. That is Utterly heartwarming. I, lo- I love that so much. Who's your, who's your favourite Celtic player ever? So my hero growing up was a left back called Tosh McKinley. Mate, if you, uh, with respect to Tosh McKinley, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I, in, my, in my head, I've already gone Henrik Larson. Yeah, Tosh McKinley. Yeah, Henrik. I mean, Henrik is the king of kings, as as, as we call him. I, I mean, my hero at the moment is Scott Brown. Skippy just sort of is, is kind of amazing. You know, what, he, what he's done with the club and over that amount of, that period of time. It's kind of unprecedented other than, <clears throat> I guess, McNeil, um, sure. the great man. But yeah, I was I was a wing-back growing up, so my, my, my two... I remember having a poster. I think the reason why Tosh was in, in my head from so young was because I had a massive poster. And I think it was Derek McInnes of Rangers and the now Aberdeen manager and Tosh McKinley from Celtic. And he was a left-back and also Jackie McNamara, the great man. Oh, my the God. Great, great wing-back. Mate, I, I, if I knew you better, I'd be crying in front of you. Right? I mean, these are... These are Icon- These are titans of the game, aren't mm. they? Also, let's let's pray and hope that he gets well. For sure. I mean, if you're a football fan, you you know you read the Jackie Mack news. It's hard, you know, it's hard not to get chokes for you know one of the great servants yeah. of, of football, isn't it? Celtic and Scotland, and a real he's, he's a real kind of uh, humanitarian as well. All the all the clubs that he's been at, and particularly with with Dundee United, what he, how he transformed that club and each of the players in that era. I mean, you've all you need to say is Andy Robertson, um, <laughs> and that's kind of enough. Actually, yeah, yeah. You, could you made goals, your point. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That he's yeah. he's responsible for that generation of footballer, and uh, yeah, uh, very very. I'm kind of excited to to chart Andy's Andy's sort of story at the moment because his the origins of of, of his career as well as Queens Park which is the oldest club in the country. And uh, it was where amateur football started in Scotland as well. Incredible. And, yeah, there's a, there's a sort of, uh, there's a nice kind of... Uh, if you're going to make a biopic of, of the Robertson story, yeah. genuinely, if you, if you handed that into Hollywood, they'd go, this is too far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, how can you believe that? And I think in the space of five years, he went from selling tickets at Hamden as a part-time player, and then he lifted the, the Champions League Cup. And also, it's not like... It's not like he, he, he was, you know, because there have been some teams, oh man, I'm so tempted to, I will say it, that 2005 Liverpool team was, n- was not a great team. No. But with Robertson, it's not like you're just talking about someone who's making up the numbers. He, he's an integral part of, yeah. of one of the great Liverpool yeah. teams, isn't he? Yeah, he, he fits into a very specific role. Yeah. And I think what Klopp, and, and many great managers, but Klopp's genius is asserting the right people at the at the right time and, and sort of being greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. So you you, you know a, a young Scottish left back you don't think is ever going to win the Champions League at this point in time, and you know here we are. Um, now I'm a my wife is quite posh. I'm from a northern working class family. Okay. She says to me, 
you're not working class anymore. The gag we've got is the chip on your shoulder is now a pommes frites. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to deal with it and move on and stop banging on about it. Sure. However, then I watched the English game, and as someone who will never lose that, that chip will always be there. Okay. And as someone who loves football, I mean, mate, you couldn't have, met, you you could not have made a show more for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you must have, you must have absolutely. Loved. I've turned to Kevin Key. I would love it. No, but you, you must <laughs> really, really, really got into on that. But I mean, you was really convinced when this it. when this role came in. I mean, wow! This is this is dream time, isn't it? It really is. You could. I could not have written uh, absolutely a, a, a role for for myself, but also for what's going on in the world just now. Aesthetically, there's there's a real similarity with Suter as well. So it came in, and I remember saying to my agent. Is this for real? Is that, is this actually a thing at the moment? And also, I guess, championing a Scottish hero in, in a story isn't always the done thing either. You know, it's normally... Absolutely. I, I could understand why Canaird would be championed in that way, but um, rooting, your, rooting your support in, in Suter was, for me, the best surprise out of the script. You know, I thought, we're, we're, we're championing this guy the whole way. And then I sort of unearthed yeah. the history in, in the... The, the truth behind it all, and I thought, this story is incredible. Why do we not know more about it? So it didn't take long before I did a little bit of research that um, the name Sir Alex Ferguson obviously cropped in, and Sir Alex, the great man, he um, he championed this story from the minute he got to United. He actually he championed the story up in Aberdeen as well, but when we went to Carrington, I went in with my Scotland top and, and the, the suitor Tash, and immediately uh, one of the coaches, Gareth, he said, and he said, since the minute the great man walked in the door, the only name that we could talk about was Fergus Suter, Fergus Suter, Fergus Suter. And none of us know that. And he's, they've obviously done a great job at kind of keeping it in-house. But um, it, was, it was nice to feel the respect and praise and adoration for a, for a man who is otherwise quite unknown. Mate, across, across the 90-plus episodes of the podcast, that answer is... One of my, that's one of my absolute highlights. So I thought I knew everything about Sir Alex. I've read everything that you can read about Sir Alex Ferguson. Wow. I've read his three books. The third book about leadership, I actually think, is the strongest of the three. It's not a, it's not a direct you know, autobiography, yeah, yeah. but I think it's the one where he's most candid. Uh, I've read the book where the, uh, the United Reporter uh, does a full season report. Yeah. So that's quite warts and all. There's the documentary, the, uh, the BBC documentary, which, which is fantastic. Now, the great thing about Ferguson, and, and you've sort of made the point here, is that even doesn't matter how much you read, doesn't matter how much you know about him. I think he, what he's, part of his genius is that he's always managed to keep that distance. So I still don't feel like I truly know Fergie. Yeah. And the fact that you've told that story, and I, I have no idea that. Yeah. I mean that. I mean that's just part of the great man's mythos, I suppose. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I, I believe I'm, I'm possibly just joining the dots here, but I believe Sir Alex's father and, and great grandfather, in particular, would have been around at a time when. The Suter dynasty in Scotland kind of would have been there as well, so they hail from a similar part, you know, the um, the West End of Glasgow, Govan Hill, Partick Hill. It's all, it, it's the age old story of of the working class shipbuilding mentality. Uh, Suter wasn't a shipbuilder; he was a stonemason. Um, so that industry was prior to the, the kind of steel industry and revolution, and and he, he was kind of. He was peerless in his ability at the time, but he wasn't particularly peerless in Scotland because the way that they played the game, the way they engineered the game up there was to do with space. And it was because there was such a lack of space in the tenement buildings. They were living in relative squalor at the time. And so having 
four kilos of leather to knock about a close sure. is, is kind of how it how it came about and uh yeah I, I, we, we talk regularly about the fact that he was this pioneer of tactics he was a pioneer of space he was a pioneer of passing but it was it was all he knew i don't think he knew at the time the genius that he had in his in his locker and also the revelation that came about when he did go down to darwin and then played the Odetonians. That that moment of I, it was it was an amazing moment to play. But I, I can only imagine what it would have felt like to experience it for real when you go, I know how to beat these guys, and that transcends almost everything that you could sort of put into this story, morally, uh, in terms of sport, in terms of class. Uh, it sort of transcends all of that, and it's it's a bigger metaphor that. The idea of the game and, and the metaphor of, of what football can, can bring to the world and bring to the country is kind of amazing. But to be spearhead in that moment of change, that was that was the real clinch for me. That was the real sort of hook. Kevin, if you if you told me that you were starting a cult, I'd, I'd sign on the dotted line right now. <laughs> That's absolutely sensational. We need, you at number, we need you at number 10 right now, my friend. I'm telling you. Oh, no, I'll be wasted in there, I think. <laughs> um, I mean... The th- I mean, the thing with this—the thing with this series as well—is, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying this, but you don't need to be a, you know, the football scenes are wonderful, but you don't need to be. A, this transcends. You don't need to be a football fan to enjoy this, sure. um, and I know non-football fans would enjoy this. I mean, even the, the very concept of the importance of thinking differently. I mean, that's the that's the breakthrough of the first episode, isn't yeah. it? That this guy can, you know, and and what he keeps hearing in, in into the second episode. But that's not how we do things. That's not how we do things. But yeah. this is a guy who was a trailblazer. He really was, and I think he didn't lack confidence, but not in, a, in an arrogant, overt and loud way. It Absolutely. Was, you know, he, yeah. he was, he was, he's a, a quiet man of, of, of wisdom. He had a lot going on in his past, a lot going on in his, his, uh, his world up in Glasgow. And I think any of us, any of us that are, are uh, happy to sort of leave home and, and, and leave family for for work, for money, to support. That That's one thing, but there was a desperation around Suta and there was a desperation around that part of the world as well. And, and something that we don't do, and I'm on record saying this many, several times, what we don't do in Scotland is, is doing well. We don't champion doing well. There's a kind of, people call it the poppy effect or the Scottish psychology or, or the kind of the working man's chip. Whatever it is, what we don't do is championing particularly well and so when you have the odd character and Sir Alex you have Benny Lynch you have Suter these these heroes of change through sport have they have a bigger platform and I think somehow they're able to use that platform to create the change that they were envisaging through the game anyway I hope that's what this story is I hope that Suter's more than just a kind of peerlessly brilliant footballer because the, the story is that he's far greater than that and uh, that's that, that's the genius in the writing it's the genius in the history of the story hopefully it's not just a show for football fans yeah. and fanatics of the origins of the game it's a show about change it's a show about cultural acceptance and, and, and also unacceptance you know a, a reluctance to change a reluctance to give over what you think you have ownership of, you know, from, from the Etonian point of view. Um, but it's also, it's about love, it's about family, it's about desperation, it's about desire, and, and how far and what will you do in the face of kind of real dire consequences, it, particularly with, with his mum and his, his sisters. Historically, it was a brother he had, 
and also a younger sister. But in, in our story, it was uh, it's two sisters, and and it's that I think what we tried to create was this the pressure put upon an archetypal male figure, the breadwinner in the family, but the reality being that he's this young lost kid who doesn't really know what he's doing, yeah. but he's been gifted genius in his football boots and. And in his heart and in his... Yeah, his heart and in his mind. And again, how, how that transcends. And hopefully, as I say, hopefully there's there's, there's more in there than, than just the football. So one thing about me is that I, I think I've got an opinion and then someone such as yourself will say something and I will change my opinion, right? Okay. I'm not. I'm pretty... A bit like the Paul Whitehouse character in The Fast Show. I'll say, you know, someone yeah. says, oh, actually, I agree with that guy now. <laughs> so why do we... So the reason why I say I'd always thought... My love of Scotland and the Scottish, again, not just saying this, I mean, you know, Kevin Bridges, I've said on this yeah. podcast, my absolute poor wife, the amount of times I talk about Kevin at home, I, you know, I think, I think the guy's a, a, a genius. And I don't he use really that lightly. Is. He really is. So, but I'd always thought, I thought it was an English disease that when someone does well, the English knock them down. Um, but with, and with Scotland, I don't, so I'd, and, pl- and again, please tell me I'm wrong. So I thought we'd say Bridges, say Andy Murray, Billy Connolly, Fergie. Um, and uh, there's, there's one other I've got on my list there. But anyway, I always thought that the Scots had championed these guys. But um, have I got that wrong there? So it, it works in two ways. Scotland's Connery, I think, is probably my other one. Connery, yeah. Um, it works in two ways in that we, we get behind the underdog. I mean, I say we as if I'm like, you know, part of the collective, but I, I, I say this almost as, as an onlooker now. No, this is fascinating to, you know, yeah. Ultimately, I think we, we champion the idea of the underdog, the idea of success, because there is an inbuilt, ingrained gravitas. There's a weight to, to, to a lot of um, what we try and do. And, and ultimately, as soon as you seem to be successful, it's almost like you've gone to the next station. And therefore, you are above the station that we're at, and we can't help but find the opportunity or find the Achilles heel. And I, I don't know if it's born out of fear that that success isn't sustainable, or it's about, oh, you're now better than us, or you've left us behind. There's, that's a whole other debate. I just know and I'm aware of that shift in public opinion or, or, or that shift in support for someone who has succeeded. I mean, we champion someone. Breaking, isn't it? it really is. <laughs> it's- quite poetic as well I guess but someone like Andy Murray I mean this guy is the single greatest athlete to come out of the country for a generation right oh, and maybe maybe you know, for some people the greatest British sports person ever yeah you know? very possibly and and uh, whether it's a British thing or a Scottish thing but there's still that thing of oh, he could have won more I mean he's played the game at the top <laughs> echelon yeah. at the, the the most difficult time to play tennis yeah and he's 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 at any one point, beating all three of the other elites, and he's got grand slams and Olympic golds in yeah. the in I mean, the he's locker. He's got a room full of silverware, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and it's for, for a lot of people still not quite enough because he didn't win the seventeen slams; he just won the three or however many it is that he won. But uh, Andy, I, I've I've never actually met Andy, but he comes across so quietly sure of himself, and I think how he handles himself, how he handles the media, how he handles the pressure. But that moment where he just opened his soul to the world. It's those moments that eventually you go, oh, there's a human being in there. With dignity. Know? Exactly. Grace, you know. Raw honesty as yeah. well. He was prepared to expose himself to, to the, the planet, really, in a bid to gain even more support or almost to apologise for not winning. Could you believe that, you know? Um, I it's mean, something, yeah. come on. It's, hard. it's so yeah. sad. I, I, yeah, I, I find it incredible. However, it has happened time immemorial, and I'm not sure... You know, any of us being in the English game will change that. To be honest, it's just part of it's part of the psyche, and it could be 
a Scottish and British thing. Because one of my go-tos with, with, with the English thing is say like Coldplay, first Coldplay album comes yeah, out, yeah, yeah. everyone, oh my god, it's a new band Coldplay. I mean, I saw them at Brixton when that first album came out, and it was like the hottest ticket in town. Mm. Second album comes out, and they start to crack America, and all the English are, oh my god, Coldplay, they're cracking America. <laughs> Third album comes out, I think by now they're the biggest band in the world, yeah. and then for whatever reason. By the time the fourth album comes out, it was like there'd been some sort of meeting in England and we, we're, we all weren't allowed to like them anymore. Yeah. And it's just, why can't we be happy for... What, I know, you know? what is that about? I'm not sure what that is, but it, it's, there's something in there. There's a story in there. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, I mean, with, with the with, with the Scots, and again, it sounds like I work for the Scottish Tourist Board. <laughs> but what what is it about the Scots and and, and football? You know, if you're going to, I mean, Gordon Strachan, one of my absolute mm. idols. I got to meet him recently. I got to, you know, I'm not a tall fellow myself. I'm from Leeds, and I could look Gordon in the eyes and I could say <laughs> thank you for everything that you've done for. I'm a, I'm a I don't even support Leeds. I'm a Palace fan, yeah. but I'm so passionate about what he did for. Uh, what I'm getting at before I burst into tears. <laughs> what is it about the Scots and, and football? And we're not just talking about the greatest players, but the greatest characters as well. It is, it's probably a cliche, and it's a cliche for the right reasons. It is lifeblood. Scotland is, at times, bipolar, and that is because of, uh, it could be religion, it could be class, it could be whatever kind of, whatever theme you want to throw at it but ultimately it's us and them in or out, up or down, yes or no we kind of live our life certainly at the moment but I think throughout time in this kind of bipolar kind of way and so football hilariously is is that moment where two tribes go to war, it really is Mate, the, the hairs on my arm yeah. honestly <laughs> I, I've experienced I've experienced Parkhead, Ibrox, Hamden there is something Unparalleled in those in those cauldrons it is unlike anything I've ever felt before, and I've been to the new camp. I've been I've not yet done El Clasico, but it, there's just something about it that's kind of th- th- there's a magic to it, and it's kind of undescribable. I have to say, 
experiencing a Champions League night under the lights is is unlike anything I'll ever experience. Experiencing an old firm cup final is unlike anything I'll ever experience. So I think part of the part of the attitude towards football is it it really is life or death, and the 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 country comes to a complete halt when when those games are on. That said, there's there's however many other hundred smaller clubs in the country that are supported just as passionately so yeah. I think it's a release and I think it's the, I think there's just it's an opportunity to sort of express yourself in a very masculine kind of world um, although that is changing which I think is brilliant um, so if, if there's a vehicle for emotion to be released football is it in, in our country and, 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 and as is uh, music and, and hopefully theatre and, and all kinds of arts but I think football Football accesses the most amount of attention, um, and, and people become obsessive about it. I mean, you and I, we, we, we could name ten Scottish players, and they—they, they I would consider them the, among the greatest players who've ever played the game. Yeah. And for such a small country to, to produce that that quality and quantity, yeah. you know, like Sunes, Bremner, Dalglish, without question, three of the greatest players to ever lace a pair of. Absolutely, God, I'm nearly nearly saluting here. <laughs> 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 but no, it, it's 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 it, it, it's uh, it, it is wonderful. Um, no, no, you you yourself. I mean, your I mean your CV. I mean, you, again, you know, this role aside, you must, you must sometimes pinch yourself. Some of the projects that you've, I really do. Yeah, I've been extremely lucky, and and I don't say that lately because I think there's times where you you can just unconsciously become ungrateful for everything that happens, but being being thankful for things that have happened really is something at my core just now um, I've, I've been extremely lucky uh, I think I've had an, an, an ounce of of, of luck uh, an abundance of, of kind of hard work dedication and an, an amazing relationship with my agent and, and the support of my family so all of all of those attributes have, have got me to where I am and, and that's somewhere that I'd kind of always seen myself and I've always got projections of, of where I want to be as well but at the moment things are Things are, are quite nice and, and working away, um, but yeah, I think you you apply the same standards to whether you do a microfilm for whatever the budget might sure. be, or whether you do a blockbuster for whatever that budget might be, because at the end of the day, it's, it becomes about the work and the relationship with the director and the producers and your and your the other actors. Um, so it's just. I think I, f- I feel more fortunate that I've had a real range of projects and a real array of levels. And you can do the lot. That's the thing. Well, you know, no, you've, very kind you've got great comic timing. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true, isn't it? You could, you could, you could be in a thriller. You could be in a rom com. You could be in a drama. You could be in a comedy. You like you, you again with love in my heart. You, you're Jamie Carragher. That versatility. <laughs> yeah. That versatility. Solid left back. You know. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, Carragher is one of the all-time greats. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to name your you know, Liverpool I'll eleven. That. I'll take that. Um, oh my god! I mean, that Olympiacos. I mean, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most emotional podcast of my life. No, but what I mean, what I mean by that is that versatility will. Uh, I mean, De- Denzel is, is similar. De- Denzel can do anything. He can do Shakespeare. He can do comedy. He can he can yeah. t- he can kick a terrorist in the throat, and you believe him. <laughs> but that that's a great thing, I think, isn't it? I think it's something that you strive for. I mean, certainly speaking for myself, I I've always strived for that range and the ability. I think the minute you. The minute you get sort of typecast, you're you're up against it. Then you know there's a challenge to kind of rein, reinvent yourself. You so can paint yourself into a corner. You can, you? or or the industry can almost want you to be in that and remain in that box. And you have the challenge is to is to 
to continually reinvent yourself outside that image. It goes to show that I'm, you know, I'm uh, not the tallest human being on the planet and I come from a certain part of Glasgow. So there are certain roles that it's just, it's a given and it feels like a shoe in because of, historically, that that's what we sort of have done on film. But when you get the opportunity to kind of change that, and I include the likes of uh, dear friends and amazing colleagues like uh, McAvoy, oh, mate. Compton, Carlisle, Mullen, like... Unfortunately, all men. What a, what a number this <laughs> yeah, is, a league. Yeah. My God. If you're going to name a football team, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. not a bad absolutely. team to have. Um, the, these guys have absolutely kind of transcended that, particularly for me, because there obviously there's hopefully a, you know an abundance of females in the audience who um, want to hear female names. Sure. Um, but ultimately, for me, I, I got I got on the coattails of, of these guys, and to a man, going back to to, to the Scottish thing, or, or you know, what is it? I guess it's just that that quiet confidence that that desire and that need and that want to convince almost yourself before you convince other people that you can do it first and foremost and secondly that when you're grateful for the opportunities that come along it seems to be that more of them come your way so I've, I've been able to almost handpick and learn off the hindsight of, of, of that generation of actor. Of course yeah absolutely and, and I guess you, you probably have that similar Strachan and this is the, this is the football podcast I've always dreamed of. But you've got you've got that, but you've, you've got that Strachan grit of I'll show you. Yeah. You know, so you know someone might have said to you, "You're not right for X role," and you've gone away with that Scottish yeah. determination. Yeah, I do remember. Um, at the risk of, I'm just going to get out my small violin and play it. Um, I, do, I do remember uh, being told at school that I, I wasn't good enough for the school team. And then I remember going home each night and just think, well, I spoke to my dad, who is very passionate about his football as well, and, and we're both quite similar, and he just said, just quietly go in there and know that you're going to get a place in the team. And just whenever it happens, you take your opportunity. Now, that's not, like, revolutionary, but at the time, that was a big deal for me. But it is, though. You know, if you say it to a kid, yeah. that, that can change your life, that well, sort of... That's you know. true, actually. Yeah, well, ultimately, it did, I guess. The following week, I went into the school, and I chat the janitor's door, and I just said, I think, I, I think you're... Dot dot dot, um, and I want a place in the team. And he, he says, "Well, away you go. That's not how it works." Following week, I was in the team, <laughs> scored a double, and I didn't really look back after that. So we joke about it, but those 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 little moments, going back to striking and the grit and that determination, I then uh, went. To, I got offered a, a couple of lovely parts in school plays, and one of my drama teachers at the time quietly sort of said you should really consider doing this, This is you're really good at it and we, we think that um, you should think about drama school down the line. And another teacher of mine said, uh, you're never going to make it, so why would you invest in something that you're not going to make? Okay, well, I've got the support and the confidence of someone else, but I've also got more of a bit between my teeth because I'm determined to prove to myself that I can do this and also to, to kind of prove to you. Yep. I don't honestly think it's the healthiest of energies to have, but ultimately... I've so got the same energy. You know, <laughs> so if it's a springboard to get you to do something and to motivate you, then then that's definitely no bad thing. God. Uh, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm well aware that you know sometimes there are projects that you, you can and can't talk about. What, what, what's what's coming up that you can share? Sure. Um, so, mate, if, I, if, I, if if in three weeks' time you're announced as a new James Bond, I'll be I'll be living. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, uh, so at, at the moment, all things going well, I guess um, we are uh, back in the world of Fantastic Beasts. Yes. Um, that 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 is very much happening. Limited to what I can say oh, in no, that no. department, but um, the the journey goes on there. Um, there is a, a really lovely uh, Italian American film 
that we shot last year in uh, am I allowed to say Rome is that all about um, yeah we shot it in Rome in Bulgaria last year it was before Christmas it was, in, it was no coronavirus I've got emails I can prove it yeah, I've, definitely um, so, so that that was a, that was a lovely picture and uh, uh, yeah a couple of really nice indie films that, that come out this year as well um, so yeah you know it's, it goes back to that that balance of work and that balance of um certain jobs allow for and create a platform for but also pay for jobs that really create for sure yeah art and and stories that you're passionate about now because uh, I'm such a I'm a you know a bit of a I love film so much and I, I often think that Chris Nolan might be the best director who's, who's ever lived yeah Inter, Interstellar is a because I've got two girls and that's you know in the cinema ah! yeah um, but we, you know with Dunkirk what Please share with me, and I know a lot of our listeners will feel the same about Nolan. Um, what is that like, and just how incredible is he? It's it's really hard to put into words, if truth be told. Um, he, the, he there's an there's an aura. There is, is there a, really? There really is. It's kind of like a gold sort of halo around the man. Um, that might be my projection. I'm not sure. No, mate. Yeah, it's he, what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I mean, he, he there's there's a there's a quiet and a, and a calmness about Christopher, but. He's a huge gentleman physically. Sure. Term, he's he's tall and he's broad, but he he takes up a lot of space. And he wears that big coat as well. Yeah, doesn't he? and he always has the flask of uh, I think it's Earl Grey or peppermint, whatever he's Amazing. on just now. Um, has uh, he clearly is a man? I, I would assume who who works like he's, he's a quiet visionary in that a lot of it happens in his head. So the day to day running of a film set actually isn't. It's not something where you feel that you're getting access to the bigger picture. You're, you're being asked again in a very Andy Robertson kind of way. You are putting it left back, and you're told all you have to do is go up and down the line and make sure you deliver it on the spot every time. So, in terms of how does that correlate to, to what oh, Nolan asks God. of you, he, he very simply puts you in a line where you just need to do your job. You do your job properly. I'll do mine properly, and the bigger picture will work. And so. Access and understanding was was actually quite limited, but in a way that was quite freeing because you could just then he would kind of just roll the camera on you, and and allow you to do your thing. And you know, speaking frankly, I think he he works with with quite brilliant acting technicians as well. The actors that he he works with across the board are all amazing. And we we spent a lot of time with Killian, one of my sure. heroes, Killian Murphy, yeah. the great one of the greats. Um, and I remember Killian just saying, "You're in the safest hands possible." You're what in, this guy? Yeah, sure. this, this guy, this guy Nolan beside us here. Because you know, so he's Christopher Klopp. He's Christopher Klopp. Could you imagine Nolan's like five-a-side team? Oh my god! My word, that's a that's a that's a hefty bench as well, isn't it? That's going to stay with me for the rest of the day. Tom Hardy and goal. <laughs> You're not getting past that with the Bane mask on as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he, he's he, he's he's. Forensic in his his detail, and uh, he's he's a brilliant film technician with with a very with a large appetite and, and imagination. Have you met Fergie, Sir Alex? No, I haven't. Um, not have I? No, not but directly. Which Scottish footballing luminaries have you? I'm sort of like living vicariously through you. Um, uh, this uh, there's 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 a little story in our family in that my dad went to school and played football with Alex McLeish so Big oh X my is, God. Is, is, is a dear friend of ours that, I mean, that'd be, you know we could make a movie about what 
happened with Aberdeen, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Gothenburg Greats. <laughs> I've never heard that, is that yeah, what they called? That's, that's what they are, yeah, <sighs> they, they've gone down in Dynasty. This podcast has been a gift. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of, um, a, a lot of uh, Scottish football fraternity, I guess, but Big Alec, is, um, he's, he's a dear, dear friend, and um, over the course of time... McLeish is a, is a, is a pal. I think I'm allowed to say that I've said it now so that's it yeah um, my fanboy levels gave myself away there <laughs> oh my god you know? I I'm, 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 this is out now mate sorry um, yeah so so so, so 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 that's there but um, I think that's kind of it really I haven't I haven't, I haven't met Sir Alex I, I did in the course of this job and in the course of hopefully the coming weeks and months I was hoping to sort of um, make that connection uh, yeah B- before you go there's a question I'm always supposed to ask and I always forget what do you do for balance when you're not acting? I know we've covered it with football, I guess. Um, what are you doing in your everyday life to? If it's not football, it's yeah. uh, it's hill walking, hiking, cycling, working out. I do a bit of boxing as well. So fitness seems to be the thing. Sport in general is is the good is the good thing for me. Um, yeah, walking my dog in the hills, getting out, getting away, uh, fresh air and nature and peace and quiet. Really. Now my love of my love of Scotland has, has come across here. Uh, be, uh, quite a left field one. Are, are you optimistic for for Scottish football in general? Um, I was I always love to see Scotland do well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I am now. The the crop of play. I mean, even in the what twenty five years that I've been passionately supporting Celtic, eh, Scotland. Um, I've heard it at least three or four times now that the, the current crop of players are going to get us there. But I, I do genuinely believe, yeah, that this crop's now it's it's as close to the the elite crop of like the late 70s and the early 80s and if, if we just get the right blend and the right balance then then I think we'll be fine. Who knows when we're going to play these playoffs, if at all. But I, I do see real hope and progress for the future. You can probably tell I could have talked to you easily till about 11 o'clock this evening. Yeah. <laughs> I could have done another two hours on Gordon Strachan. Um, <laughs> thank you. So That, I, I, that was... That was an absolute joy, bless you. Thank you so much, that was amazing. Cheers, thank you. Huge thanks to Kevin Guthrie. Uh, What a lovely chap. And uh, I am certain this this is very much just the beginning for Kevin Guthrie. It's a bit like the old Wayne Rooney analogy. Remember the name. I mean, I'm saying that like Kevin Guthrie is some sort of newbie. Obviously he's not, but nevertheless, this is is the start for, for him. Um, and the English game is on Netflix now. Uh, as I've mentioned, the past couple of episodes. If you'd like to work with Balance, uh, maybe it's Creative Solutions. Maybe you're a, a, a similar brand, uh, and you want to work with us, or you want to advertise with us. Uh, maybe it's me doing a, a an advert for you for the podcast. Whatever it might be, uh, drop the sales team a line: sales at balance.media. Sales at balance.media. Any shares of the episode, always much appreciated. Uh, we are at Balance LDN and I'm at James Gill Comedy. Um, I hope you're bearing up okay. As ever, drop us a line uh, and we'll have another episode for you on Friday. How about you? I find my... Uh, it, it <laughs> this is... He's really not relevant at all. But I used to always listen to podcasts on the on public transport. And that is quite literally uh, not an option now. So it's very much cleaning. Why am I keeping this in? I've gone for, I've gone full partridge, which has always been my always been a boy or dream of mine, to be fair. Um let's pretend the last 20 seconds didn't happen. 
<laughs> but they did, and I, I've kept it in. Um, thank you as always. We're so grateful that you uh, that you get involved. It means a lot. Take care. Speak soon. I've been James Gill. Bye bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.